episode 40 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on June 5th, 2017. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, the roadmap promised better communication from the dev team. I'll walk you through some of the responses they had to our questions. The summer of SWOTOR is upon us. I'll review some of the features coming in Game Update 5.2.2, as well as a few data mine goodies not covered in the roadmap. Will there or won't there be a fifth tier of gear? I'll have the answer for you later this show. And finally this week, I'll talk about those forgotten cartel certificates and discuss if BioWare should bring them back. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to episode 40 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another terrific show lined up for you today. First, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. And once again, I have only one announcement for this week, and that is the folks at Corellia Run Radio are holding a writing contest, and it's called This Ain't Your Wampas Writing Contest, and it's a fan fiction contest, and here's how it works. All entries will need to use one or more of six images for inspiration, and since this is radio and not television, I can't show them to you, but they are screenshots from the game. And, for example, one is of three characters staring out at a Tatooine sunset from inside of a stronghold. Uh, there is another of uh, what looks to be a, a, either a Sith warrior or a Sith Inquisitor uh, standing in the Sith Academy on Korriban. I, I especially like that one and may be inspired to do something uh, with that. Now, you can write a paragraph, two paragraphs, or maybe even a short story from beginning to end. They said this is about having fun and creativity, so let your imaginations run wild. You can have as many entries as you like. However, each entrant can only win one prize, and here is what you are playing for. First prize is an audible book download in a 60-day subcode. Second prize is 1,050 cartel coins and third prize is 450 cartel coins. The contest runs until June 20th, and winners will be announced at the end of June on a live show of Corellia Run Radio. Well, that's all the announcements that I have. Let's slice the holonet and review the news this week. Now, one of the things Keith mentioned in the roadmap was increased communication as well as issuing posts on various features each week. Well, that second part hasn't happened yet, which is fine since we're still digesting the content in the roadmap, but Keith did take to the forums, including replying to some posts on Sunday to address some of the questions and concerns from players. Now, one such interaction was regarding unassembled components uh, as legacy currency, and one player responded that they love seeing that unassembled components as legacy currency is happening. Please put it in 5.2.2 if possible. To which another player responded, this is not happening. It was mentioned as being desired by the players to rub salt into the wound. It is not happening, not being in all caps. To which Keith replied, it's not. Eric, Charles, um, guys, let's make sure this does happen and please toss away all 
salt shakers. So if you had any doubts as to whether or not unassembled components would become legacy currency, you know, it, they, they obviously want to do this. And I do believe, I do take Keith at his word. And while it may not be coming in 5.2.2, I'm going to guess, I don't know, maybe 5.3, 5.4. Sometime this year, we will see unassembled components become legacy currency, which would be a very, very good thing because I actually just started to do a little bit of PVP on one of my alt characters. And, and by the way, uh, I really was, gonna, was not going to do another segment on PVP this week. So let me just put, say this, though, a uh, little another PVP newbie tip of mine, and that is just because you know how to PVP on one class does not mean you know how to PVP on any other class, which is what I'm finding out as I'm giving my juggernaut a try and just having to learn things all over again. A lot of fun, though. A lot of fun, though. But I have to say, I would love it if those unassembled components were, were legacy currency, and that would be a huge help. Now, Keith continued on the subject of Bioware essentially following through with changes and features uh, by stating, there are absolutely going to be times where we say we want to do a thing, but we have to redirect and change course. When we realize we can't deliver, we'll tell you and explain what's up. Hopefully the change will be for the better, but in some cases we'll have to refer back to your message. Longer term, I'd like all of us to be in a position where we're comfortable with the direction of the game. You have a lot of confidence. We are on top of your concerns and you'll get to a point where you are willing to be flexible, a sneaky term for being understanding and agreeable, not asking for anything right now except dialogue. So translation here, things can and do change. And there are times when they have an idea and it just doesn't pan out. And I'd like to think that if they scrap a feature, it's because they couldn't get it to meet their original vision. They started down a path and saw the quality just wasn't up to snuff and then abandoned it because it just wasn't going to work versus, well, they just didn't have time or resources, uh, etc. I'd rather hear about concepts and things they're thinking about, knowing they may not make it into the game, rather than have them announce changes days before they go live. And I'm thinking back to around January timeframe. I think when they were kind of getting ready to talk about game update 5.1, I believe, and they started holding some some live streams on, on Twitch. And while all that's great, but a lot of those features, though, they just sort of announced shortly before... They were actually planning to release them. And I'd like to see them just talk about things way in advance of when they actually plan to release them, just to get an idea of some of the ideas they're thinking and some of the things that are coming down the pike. And I will say this, that Keith is definitely working uh, towards the community team, uh, providing us with more information. And this was demonstrated by Eric Musco in a post about upcoming bug fixes uh, for game update 5.2.2. And here's what Eric wrote. One of the things Keith mentioned in the roadmap is that we want to work on enhancing communication with you, especially around the future. As part of that plan, approximately two weeks before each game update, I will post a thread with a list of currently planned and confirmed bug fixes. Once that list is live, I will post updates every few days as I get more information. This thread will become a living list of bug fixes that are slated for the next game update. And then he went on to say a few important caveats. These are not the patch notes, features, highlights, and the comprehensive list of bug fixes will be missing. 
This is not a comprehensive list of every bug fix in the patch. These bug fixes are subject to change and or to be removed. Uh, as we continue implementing fixes and testing them, some of these could get moved into other releases. And then he said, you know, TLDR, this is preliminary and everything is subject to change. Now, as you know from the roadmap, the summer of SWOTOR is set to begin on June 13th with the release of game update 5.2.2. Uh, so, in, 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 in relation to that, so I'll, I'll talk, talk about the features that are coming, um, that we know about in just a moment, but I did want to circle back to that post I just talked about regarding bug fixes because there are, in fact, a slew of bug fixes coming, uh, which, which Eric, uh, talked about in, in his post. And so these, these are all coming in 5.2.2 and this is, this is the list that he provided. Again, it could change. It could grow, it could shrink, I guess, before they actually do release that, that game update on June 13th. But here are some of the things they are planning to fix. So one, players who defeat the Infernal Council in the Eternity Vault will now receive the Defeating the Infernal, Infernal Council achievement as intended. In fact, one of my guildmates, because we run Eternity Vault every week, was complaining about this uh, and not getting the achievement, and I think she's logged several, uh, bug, bug complaints, uh, bug reports, I should say. She's done that on several occasions, so I don't know if she's seen this or not. I'll have to go into the game when I'm done recording here and let her know that, you know, after next week, she'll be able to get that achievement. Also being fixed, uh, when purchasing a mount from the cartel market, the player will no longer receive the message, you already own this item unless they actually own it. Players can no longer see group chat after leaving or being removed from a group finder group. Players who finished Iocath who are unable to summon Alara Dorn or Malavai Quinn can now use the companion locator terminal to retrieve them. And then here's one that's got a spoiler tag associated with it. Uh, Redeemed Archon will now appear in the Odessa base after completing Chapter 9 of Knights of the Eternal Throne. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, killing Yadira Ban in the Black Talon Flashpoint will no longer drop item rating 200 gear. Uh, the Taspan Ambush Space Mission is once again available via the Galaxy Map. Multiple decorations have had their name corrected to properly reflect their Sand People origins. The Apprentice Force Lord's Practice Staff is no longer invisible while sheathed. The Mystic's Pole Saber now uses lightsaber mods as intended. Major Valor Boosts, which are rewarded from encrypted data cubes, are now bind on pickup. Multiple MTX mounts will appear more zoomed out in the preview window. Players who abandoned the mission facing the machines of war are no longer blocked from reacquiring it. That must have been annoying. I Not something I experienced there, but I can imagine how that sounds like a very frustrating bug. Uh, corrected an issue where players could get more than eight players on their team in war zones. So, you know, that could explain every war zone that I, that ended in a defeat for me. In fact, I'm going to attribute it to that right there and we'll, we'll see how things change on June 13th. Uh, the Kurtob Alliance speeder has received its long overdue tune up and once again moves at the proper speed. Uh, that's good. That was an annoying thing. And by the way, in case you aren't aware, I've talked about this before. That mount actually is designed to go at 110% speed, regardless of your piloting skill, which is great, you know, when you're level one, you know, working your, in leveling up a character. 
I will be curious to see if they bump it up to the new max level with the, with the perks that are coming. I doubt it. I think that's just going to stay at 100%, 110% speed and I will just feel less good about using it on new characters from here on out. And then the last bug fix is when queuing for a war zone, the user interface no longer states that the player will receive war zone commendations as a reward. So really just more of a kind of a, if you will, a tooltip change, uh, cause we kind of already knew we weren't getting those commendations as it were. So, um, those are the bug fixes coming in game update 5.2.2. And then here are some of the major features that are coming, um, on June 13th, which is, you know, this, this coming Tuesday. So of course we knew there's going to be the return of the Narshada nightlife event with all new rewards, including a new Grimorian companion, uh, starfighter improvements, increased requisition gains, gunship and bomber available by default, and some new ship customization options. Companion influence earned from crew skill missions. I think that is probably the one thing I am most looking forward to. I just hope the gains are good. Uh, I spent a lot of time rearranging my characters in reestablishing some of their crew skills just to balance things out a little bit. So I am ready to go and do some crafting and make some credits here. And I'm, I'm ready to just, you know, send companions on crew skill missions. And I really hope this is worth while and, and will be an, a, a bona fide way to actually increase the influence level on, on all these companions. Uh, the command experience legacy perk for alts, uh, is coming. Once one of your characters reaches command rank 300, you can acquire a new legacy perk to increase CXP gains on all your other characters. There's going to be the ability to craft tier four armor. And both Theron Sean and Shea Vizsla's appearances can now be customized. And then we're going to get new legacy perks for mount speeds 4 and 5, which will allow you to increase your mount speed from uh, to 120% and then to 130%. And then Tier 1 gear can now be purchased for command tokens. So again, those are some, some nice features coming in the, this update. It's just a week away. And while they didn't get into in-depth responses this week uh, about the roadmap as a whole, um, Keith did pop into the forums and answer some questions regarding some of the features coming uh, in Game Update 5.2.2. In fact, there was some confusion surrounded, surrounding Theron Sean's and Shea Bizla's customization options. And one player wrote, Yet again, you don't say what you mean by customizing Theron and Shea. Does that mean only being able to plug a customization into the slot that's been there? Or are we going to be able to change their entire set of clothes piece by piece? And Keith responded with what I think most of us assumed, or at least I did anyway, certainly. Uh, the latter, not the former. So change their entire set of clothes piece by piece. There was also a question surrounding the purchase of Tier 1 gear and the new Legacy perk for Galactic Command. And here is what one player wrote. It should be free. Of course, I think he's referring to the, the perk here, not, not the gear. Uh, we shouldn't have to pay for something they need to fix so we can use our alts. They broke it with this gearing system, and they now want us to pay for the pleasure of playing our alts. And then in all caps, no thanks if this legacy perk costs anything. Well, and this is what, what Keith responded. He said, you'll be able to buy a full set of gear for your alts, including set bonus, weapons, 
earpiece, relics, and implants with command tokens in a couple of weeks. This doesn't fix everything about gearing. We'll discuss that in the coming weeks. But consider when we used to all earn crystals just to buy high endurance gear with no set bonuses. Yeah, true that. Uh, to set expectations, this 25% command rank perk is not going to be free. You don't need to buy it, but since it's legacy-wide, it'll be a one-time purchase, credits, or cartel coins, and I anticipate a worthwhile investment. I do realize for those of us who play on multiple servers, we'll need to buy it and transfer a tune, which is cheaper than the cost of the perk. It's how I personally handle keeping my legacy current on all servers. There are a number of perks and achievements I'd like to see us make account-wide, but we haven't fully investigated the effort, so I'll add that to our growing list of ideas. Well, Galactic Command is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's come a long way since 5.0 was released. And while the Legacy perk probably won't be cheap, I'm hoping that a full set of Tier 1 will be. Although I have to say, it will make grinding through Tier 1 feel like a colossal waste of time. You know, keep in mind too that we'll be able to craft 246 gear, meaning you can uh, get some decent relics, ear, and implants for your alts. Uh, it's not as good as what you get from Tier 4 crates, but it's good enough to tide you over until you get there. So I think overall it's, it's a good change. I mean, as far as you know, all, all these legacy perks cost money, and, you know, we've seen this before, right? I mean, where BioWare has chosen to kind of address a problem uh, with a credit sink. And Companion Influence was one of those things, too. I mean, I thought the, the design for gift-giving and the whole Companion Influence thing was flawed. And what did they do? They gave us some legacy perks where you could reduce the amount of time it would take to hand over a gift to a companion. So, I mean, you know, they do things like this from time to time. Well, I think a 25 permanent, you know, purchasing a legacy perk that is that is legacy-wide and affects, you know, your entire legacy, I think is great uh, for a 25% uh, boost to command CXP. I think that'd actually be something definitely worth getting. And then I like the idea of, you know, just transferring a turn, turn tune over to another server to kind of sync up the the legacy there as well. So, and you know, and, and another thing another thing to think about with alts here too is there's probably not going to be a fifth tier of gear and that's what I want to talk about right now. Let's talk about tier 5 and as you may have know, I've been of the opinion that as the expansion progresses that there would be a fifth tier of gear. But according to Keith, that may not happen and here is what he had to say about that. I may be opening a can of worms by replying, but I wanted to address the question about Tier 5. Essentially, what you are seeing is just old data that needs to be purged. We have no plans to add Tier 5 levels slash crates to Galactic Command anytime soon. I'll be sure to kick off a thread after I release the roadmap to dive deeper into our gearing vision for the coming year. That way, we're all on the same footing and can have a good discussion about what and when. So no Tier 5 anytime soon. Now, I suppose that doesn't mean never, but if they were going to follow suit and deliver another expansion in the November-December time frame, or even early 2018, then waiting to introduce Tier 5 runs the risk of crossing a threshold where they shouldn't even bother. 
unless the tier five unassembled gear pieces drop from veteran mode and master mode option. You'll never get a complete set unless you're already in full 248 and have a lot of unassembled components saved up and ready to PVP your butt off. And even if you do get a full set, you probably won't of tier five, you probably won't have it very long before the new expansion drops and you're leveling and replacing that gear. So again, I don't know what any time soon is, but I think we're beyond needing another tier of gear and people have enough alts that I think they'd rather just gear them up than continue to gear their main tune. That's how I feel about it. And I'm ready to focus on some other tunes and level up their galactic command and get them in best in slot. Uh, and if they introduce a fifth tier of gear, I will never get there. So if they, they, if tier four is the top, that, that's fine by me because I got plenty of tunes that, uh, I would love to get in best in slot gear before whatever comes next. So I mentioned before that the summer of SWOTOR begins next week with game update 5.2.2. And in addition to the changes mentioned, uh, in the roadmap, there are actually some additional data mine nuggets that may be part of uh, both 5.2.2 and 5.3. Of course, before I begin, I feel obligated to give you the standard disclaimer that none of this is official. And it's all subject to change and things might not make it to the live servers, such as Tier 5 gear, which I just talked about. But there are some cool things and some interesting things anyway. And here are some some of the features... Uh, from the latest set of data mined information. And one of them is interesting. It says it looks like the bonus HK chapter might be coming to the cartel market for players to purchase. Now, if you recall, this was a subscriber reward. I can't remember the exact conditions, but if you held a live subscription for pretty much all of Knights of the Fallen Empire, you received access to this chapter. Now, according to the information, it's a cartel market item, that requires level 65. It's BOE, of course, and the tooltip reads, applies the selected unlock to your player character. I'm totally fine with them making this chapter available to others. Those of us who subscribe to the game got access to it almost a year ago, and it's available to all of our characters. This looks like it's player specific or character specific, although I suspect you'll be able to unlock it in your collection. And it's one thing to give a companion or mount out as a special reward, but story is different. And this story had some cool gameplay as you got to play as HK55. It had some great moments, and it ties in with the Shroud storyline and brings closure to it. I just feel like it's something everyone should have the opportunity to experience. Now, I don't know if it will come with the, the Zoom Droid companion, but I have to think that it would. And there was no mention of price, but given what they've done with some of the platinum items, I would imagine that this will cost quite a few cartel coins. In fact, if it were up to me, I would price it close to what subscribers paid to get it with their continuous subscriptions. Maybe not quite that much, but certainly close. And to me, that does not seem unreasonable. That way people who purchase it from the cartel market would be spending roughly the same amount of money as those of us who just paid our monthly subscriptions did. And I think that would be a, a pretty good compromise uh, to to releasing this uh, on the cartel market. Now we know the nightlife event is returning and the Gamorian Guard uh, companion is confirmed. And I believe this is likely going to be a jackpot reward versus something you purchase. 
There were some other items related to the event, though, that were data mined, and I believe these will probably will be uh, purchasable with uh, the nightlife currency. Uh, there were some decorations, which included a gambler's mic stand, a gambler's bar, and a gambler's party floor. Uh, there were also underworld ceiling lights in red, yellow, and blue. So sounds like some cool decorations to kind of set up your own little nightlife uh, casino in one of your strongholds, which uh something I've, I've, I've kind of wanted to do. So I look forward to those. Uh, there was also a new armor set called the Nightlife Socialite set. It's a six-piece set which includes boots, a sash, a top, trendy pants, wrist guards, and covert gloves, which of course are hidden, i.e. no gloves. And I am glad to see them start adding some covert items like that to sets. The covert gear is expensive and it's not all that easy to get, but I think they are some of the most essential pieces to have when making sets. And I like that they're making sets with covert looks in mind and are including those pieces in the new outfit rather than, you know, just say not giving us gloves and then requiring you to go out and purchase, you know, a covert set of gloves to make the outfit look really good. So that's all of the data mined information that I have to cover. I actually had, uh, uh, the list was much bigger last week, but a lot of it was mentioned in the roadmap. And I just say, even though it's all subject to change, it may not happen. I think the data miner has been pretty good uh, lately with, and, and been pretty spot on with some of the things that they've dug up. So I just, you know, it, it's always, always, it's going to be wait and see. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I have pretty, pretty, Good confidence that, you know, we will see a lot of these things make it to the game and sooner than later. All right. So I have one final topic this week and a little bit random here, but it's something I was just thinking about the other day. And that is cartel market certificates. Now, when the packs were first introduced into the game, uh, they came with a reputation and you would get uh, an item to increase your rep. And they also had a currency called cartel market certificates. And you could use those to buy items from the reputation vendor associated with that particular set of packs. The vendors are still there, but the rep items and the certificates have all been removed from the game for the, for the most part. In fact, the only way to get them from, get them is from the original packs when they re-release them. Or you can get them from the contraband slot machine. However, the drop rate is something like 1%. So it's not a, at all an efficient or cheap way to farm cartel market certificates. And the thing about it is there are still some cool things that you can buy with those certificates, including some decorations like, you know, Twi'lek dancers, bartenders, a lot of personnel that you can use to liven up your stronghold. And I know they're trying to cut back on the junk. But it'd be nice if these return to the game. They can either be drops from all packs or they could incorporate them into, I don't know, Galactic Command and maybe have them drop from crates. Same with the rep items as well. Uh, that'll never happen, but I hate when things like this get phased out of the game. I have a bunch of certificates and I'm afraid to spend them because no matter what I get, I'll feel like I'm wasting them. So I just hang on to them in hopes that one day they'll do something about it. So please, Bioware do something about it. 
All right. Well, that is all I've got for this week, folks. A little bit short or maybe right on time. It's hard, it's hard to say. So let me just cue up the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour, give or take, listening to episode 40 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com, and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast or send me a direct message, and be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 41 on June 13th, 2017. And remember the Sith Code, take this one.